It's time for CBJ in 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, YouTube, and TuneIn. The easiest thing to do is tell Alexa or Siri to play CBJ in 30. Here's your host, Bob McGilligan. Another Monday mailbag edition of CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union. I'm Bob McElligot. Blue Jackets are hot. Blue Jackets are really hot right now as they have won. What have they won now? Four out of five on the road trip. They won one at home. So that is five out of their last six games. It actually gets a little bit better than that, right? So uh, five out of the last six, seven out of the last seven out of the last eight. Is that right? I I don't know. I can't get my can't get my math right here. Just can't get my math right. Trying to figure out if uh, I think I'm set up. I was I'm looking to make sure that there's no uh, technical difficulties that I'm having on on Twitter here today. Back in the home studio today. So uh, you know it's uh, haven't been here in a while. Haven't done this in a while. Welcome to uh, Twitter Spaces. Once again, doing this live edition of CBJ and 30, presented by Telhio Credit Union. Let's just start by talking about Telhio Credit Union, shall we? Because they deserve the top billing. They have made the show possible for a long, long time. Great people, great service is what you get at Telhio Credit Union. Uh, they have been just a fabric of the community for a long, long time. And it's because of what they do. It's because of what they provide for their customers. It's because of the way they give back to the community. All those things are huge and very, very important to the people at Telhio Credit Union. So one of the questions that's very easy to ask is, well, why should I go with a credit union instead of just a, a regular bank? And the answer is at tellhio.org. That's where the answer to most questions, if not all questions, happen to be. Because as you go through their website and you look to see what they provide, what they have, how they can help you, that will answer almost every question you have. And I say almost because maybe there'll be, uh, maybe there will be one or two that you won't have answered. But if it's during business hours, go to the live chat feature and somebody will pop up on the screen and help you get the answer to what you cannot find. Telhio Credit Union is open to everyone in Central and Southwestern Ohio. They are also federally insured by NCUA. So let's uh, get right to it here and talk about the Blue Jackets, how well they're playing. Patrick Laine is red hot right now. He's got a great point streak going here for the Blue Jackets. Um, are there any of those trade Patrick Laine people still out there? I doubt it. I doubt there are very many. Uh, if any, and I doubt there are very, very many that want to do it by the trade deadline coming up in a couple of weeks. That's just my guess. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, that would be, that would be, uh, that would be rare that I would be wrong about that. So I want to invite you to the show. If you're with me on Twitter spaces, all you have to do is request to be on the show and I'll go ahead and authorize you and you can come on. And I want to do that right now to get things started. And, uh, let's have William Porter be the first up today. Hello, William. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So my question is, with Corpy and Elvis out with those day-to-day injuries, could we expect Brube to start tomorrow against Toronto? Uh, that depends. Elvis was out on the ice uh, early today. I know that. Uh, he, he skated for just a little bit, and, um, and then he... And then he left the ice. So uh, I would say that that is probably going to be the case. If neither one of those guys can go, Barubi is going to go. Yeah, for sure. No question. All right. Thank you. That was my only question. Oh, that was it? All right. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Appreciate that very much. See, I knew I had some technical difficulties going on here. I knew I did. 
I know I do, and uh, I'm trying to work through it, but we'll work through it. We'll be fine. Uh, but, yeah, Jean-Francois Barube made his, his um, first start, or his first NHL appearance in about four years last night against the uh, Buffalo Sabres, and what a good job uh, he did with it, as a matter of fact. I mean, there were there times when he made some saves that uh, you, you were wondering, oh, is he going to get that one? Yeah, yeah, for sure. No question about it. But, uh, you know, he... Um, but he did the job. And, and what's even more important is that um, his teammates played really well in front of him, played really well in front of him, I thought, last night. And, and that makes a big difference. I mean, if, uh, if the team's not there for you and playing for you like that, uh, you're, you're going to be in trouble. There's no doubt about it. So uh, good job by Jean-Francois Berube to get the job done last night. And, yeah, I would say that uh, – He's the first man up. I mean, Jet Greaves just got signed to a three-year contract yesterday, right? So he's been playing ECHL, AHL. Uh, is, is he ready to? Um, is he ready to uh, to jump into the limelight in the National Hockey League against the Toronto Maple Leafs? I don't know that they're going to uh, give him that assignment to get things going. Let's go back to Twitter Spaces and uh, Greg in Cleveland is on with me right now. Hi, Greg. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. Finally get to talk to you live. Um, I had a question I was going to ask in the past week or so, and then I'm, I held off, and I'm kind of glad I did. I was going to ask if you thought Alexander Texier was the most improved player this season from last. But with line A on his tear, uh, would you say that right now the answer to that question is him? No. You still think, well, who do you think it is? Well, give me another name. I want to see if you could. I want to see if you can read my mind. Uh, well, I guess my second go-to then after him would be uh, Texier. Um, but Boone Jenner is pretty much uh, his goal count right now is pretty impressive. Figures you go to the forwards. Everybody goes to the forwards. What about Andrew Peak playing first pair minutes right now, playing over twenty minutes a game? Ah, uh, true, true. Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm looking at stats. I'm looking at the numbers up front, and the goals, and that. Well, yeah, and and that's that's natural. I understand that, but uh, I mean, this guy. Listen, if he can't handle the minutes he's being asked to play right now, who's going to do it? And I, what I like about him is he's right-handed shot. He's playing with Zach. He plays uh, a more physical brand, right? So he's out on the ice a lot. He's making physical plays and. He's had mishaps along the way here and there. Let's be honest about it. But the fact of the matter is, this is a guy that going into training camp, we were wondering, is he going to make the top six? Is he going to be able to emerge as one of the top six guys on this team? And because of injury to Jake Bean, who, oh, by the way, was also on the ice skating today, because of injury, he's wound up on the top pair with Zach, and many days he has not looked out of place. So that's why, you know, when I factor it all in, this is a guy I didn't even know that was going to – I, I couldn't even tell you if he was going to play a really prominent role uh, when training camp started. And not only is he playing a prominent role, but he is also um, very much improved from last year. So that's that's why I'm leaning toward him. I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, Line A is much improved, but Line A also had a season where he scored 40 in the NHL before. I mean, last year, I don't look at him as an improved player. I look at him as a player that finally found himself again. Because last year, he just didn't. It was just a whole mess of everything, and, and he was never the player that he was in the past. So I, I don't see him as improved. I see him as finally figuring it out. Alexander Texier is improved. There's no question about that. Um, and him being out of the lineup right now is, it, is what leads me toward 
Andrew Peak. If I had a if I had a vote today for most improved player on this team, I would I would take Andrew Peak right now today. Okay. All right. As for Bean, do you expect him back in a week or two? Uh I mean, I hope so, uh, to be honest with you. And I where's he going in the lineup? Where who do you take out to put Jake Bean in right now, Greg? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I mean you you don't really. That's why I was like it's the chemistry thing right now. We got, you know, all wheels hitting the ground. We're going forward and it, it's tough to upset that balance and you know, there's that age old question of like, oh, should a guy lose his job to injury? I mean, if chemistry is there and, and it's full speed ahead, why, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. True. But, um, you know, you know, you're coming off no a game. Caller. Oh, that is, that is not good at all. See, I, I am screwing up this thing. I need to, I didn't, uh, I didn't, uh, do not disturb. Holy cow. I'm like a rookie here on this thing. Anyway, um, uh, what the heck was I going to say? He's got to go back in the. He's going to go back in the lineup. I mean, you you acquired him in a trade, and he's going to go back into the lineup. And because Dean Kukin's coming off a game where he had two goals and an assist, I mean, if it was going to be today, Gavin Bayreuther would be the guy out, and that's that's just the way it is. And that's how Dean Kukin is, and how Gavin Bayreuther is. And I mean, Boquist is safe. He's going to stay in the lineup. Gavrikov's not coming out. Peak's not coming out. Wierenski's not coming out. Once Jake Bean is able to play. It's going to be him and Bayreuther and Kukin and whoever's not playing well at the moment is going to wind up being the guy out of the lineup, in my opinion. That's what I think. All right. Fair enough. Thank All right. you. All right. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Oh, can I get myself together today? Can I just get it together? I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, <laughs> let's, go back, uh, let's go back to Twitter here. My Twitter spaces. Live edition of the Monday Mailbag of CBJ and 30 presented by Telhio Credit Union. And uh, let's bring Donald on to the show. Hello, Donald. How are you? Hey, all right. How you doing? Case of the Mondays, huh? <laughs> Case of the Mondays is right. I, You know, you take 11-game road trip and then or 11-day road trip, five games, 11 days, then you come home. I was sluggish during the game last night. I, I was proud of the guys the way they played because that trip wasn't easy. They're a lot younger than me, so they can adapt quicker. I get it. But... I'm obviously still feeling the effects today, Donald. I can't, uh, uh, I just can't get it straight. I hope it's straight now. What's on your mind? <laughs> it's all good. Hey, I totally agree with you about Peak being the most improved. I think he, uh, if he keeps on this trajectory, he's going to stick to being a, uh, first pair D man for a while, I think. Um, just especially the way our dynamic lines up with Gabrikov playing in the second line, you know, matching up with others. But, uh, definitely agree with you on that. I was, uh, Asking about the Olympics, I know we've got a bunch of international guys on the team. Did they play hockey in the Olympics this year? <laughs> did they play hockey? In the Olympics? Men's hockey? Did they play? I watched all the. I I watched a lot of the women's. Did they play men's hockey? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> but um, I I heard that you know some of the guys were like caught in the uh, the hotel lobbies during the road trip catching the games and whatnot. I was curious if you heard about any friendly wagers or anything between Yarmo and, and any of the Russian guys after. Uh, Finland beat the Russians in the gold medal round. No, I didn't hear anything about uh, Yarmo. I know that uh, Aaron Portsline had written in the Athletic about, um, you know, some player stuff, uh, some friendly wagering between players, but I, I didn't hear anything about Yarmo. You, you know, he's kind of cheap. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I don't think that uh, – I, I didn't hear anything about that, so um, – yeah, I didn't. But I, how much men's walk, uh, hockey did you watch, honestly? Honestly, I didn't watch any. I'm not 
yeah, I mean, I only watched a couple things. I'm a busy guy with family and whatnot. I, I'm, I'm actually a former figure skater, so I watched some. Oh, of that, okay. Because uh, I am an ice rink rat and all that kind of good <laughs> stuff, but I. I didn't watch that because I was too busy watching the real stuff in the NHL, you know? Well, which leads me to my second question. If the NHL players had been in it, would you have been more apt to watch it? 100%. Yeah. No doubt. I agree with that. Absolutely. Especially with all of our guys, you know, all, from all across the, the, the globe on our team. Yeah, there's no doubt. I would have watched it. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I watched... Uh, what did I watch after the game in Calgary is when uh, the U.S. and Slovaks were playing, that one that ended in, in the, in the uh, shootout? Yeah, yeah, shootout. I'll be honest with you. I was watching the U.S., and I was like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> it was um, it was there. And then a shootout came. I remember, I don't, I don't know who the first guy was that shot, but he came in with his head down the entire way, not even looking at the net, and then he shot it right into the goalie, and I went... Yeah, these are not the NHL players. It's just not. <laughs> it's not how it would have worked. But, but, uh, but the women's tournament was terrific. Yeah, I watched some highlights from that for sure, and they they definitely can play some good hockey, especially the that long standing rivalry. They, they can the play good hockey, but it's only good with the U.S. taking on Canada. The other games stunk. Yep, exactly. The other games were yeah. blowouts. Yeah. They were just you know, and it, and there, and I'm watching it, and poor Kenny Albert, who I know and I like a lot, you know, he's trying to make something out of nothing in those early games when they're pounding on like Switzerland and stuff. And it's like, just mm -hmm. come on. You, there's only one game we're concerned about here. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's well, good. And that's it to me that I hope the world gets better at the women's hockey because I want it to be a better tournament. I don't want to be sitting around just waiting for the one matchup all the time. Yeah, for sure. So. Well, besides that, then what's your uh, other favorite besides hockey, your most favorite winter Olympic sport. Oh, that's a good question. I like watching the bobsledding stuff. I do. I always yeah, think that would be cool. Time. Like, we were in Calgary, and I said, we should go out, because, of course, you know, Calgary had the games in 1980, and they still have, they do the training there. I said, we should go mm -hmm. out to the bobsled track and see, can you go on that? Can we, but it was during the week, and it was, uh, there was a game and all that stuff, and I think that would be cool. I'd like to do it one time. Yeah, there's a lot of crashes this year. That, that track seemed tricky for a lot of teams. <laughs> Thanks, Donald. I want to try it. Oh, there's a lot of crashes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it always looked fun, but so I enjoy that. All right. All right, Bob. Thank Take you, Donald. Appreciate it. All right, if you'd like to be on uh, Twitter Spaces, all you have to do is uh, give me a request. I'll get you up here, and uh, we will talk about what is on your mind, and I'm going to continue to do that uh, right now here on Twitter Spaces as... I am going to bring, I'm just waiting for it to connect, 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 because I want to make sure that he's uh, good and ready to go. And while I'm still waiting here, I want to remind you the Blue Jackets are playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and that will be at Nationwide Arena, and that should be a good matchup. The Blue Jackets will be tested to see what they are able to do tomorrow. Let's go to Jordan. Hello, Jordan. How are you? Is Jordan there yet? Still not there. Still not there. Still in the connecting mode. All right. All right. So we'll just uh, wait. For Jordan, go ahead and re-request. We'll try it again. We'll see what we can do uh, on a second chance there. See if I can get him on on the second chance and uh, get him hooked up. Yes. Got you now, Jordan. How you doing? Got to unmute for me. When you unmute, you can be on, Jordan. There you go. Yep, you're good. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all right. How's your Monday been going so far? Uh, like a typical Monday. Not great. <laughs> Good, not great. How's Same that? Here. 
What's up? No, I can't complain. You know, I really am not going to lie. Peak has really improved his game so far. Um, if he can be like the next top line with Zerensky more often, I, I could see, you know, if if Gavin could stay, you know, with um, Gavrikov, I could, I could see our guys, you know, making the uh, playoff race as we're only like, what, one point behind Detroit? Yeah, yeah, but that we, don't don't yeah, you're looking at Detroit, but you gotta look at Boston. That's that's quite the gap. I think that's eleven points. I mean, well, I agree. I mean you're you're putting uh you know, with Barube as, as the best goalie, I, I I've seen um I could see like every every goal, you know, practicing with you know, with Elvis and, you know, Corpy out of the lineup. That's okay. You know, it's time to bring a, a few guys in who could, you know, help out with our with our big guns, you know, we've looked at, you know, we just have to look at our defense, you know, doing the chemistry work and all that. Wait, wait, you want to see every goalie in the system? Is that what you said? Because I like to see more of a chemistry to help with their netminder. Like, if it was if it was a breakaway, like, how do you see Oretsky and you know Peak working together? Well, I, I like think they the were. Home. I think they worked together really well, actually. As I was talking about with Donald a little bit earlier, I think when it comes to the uh, the pairings, they've really actually been pretty good. Now they've had a chance to settle in for a number of games and, and stay with each other, which has been really good. Um, but I, I think the pairings, I think the meshing of the two guys on each pair has been pretty good. You've got uh, Peek and Warensky have really worked off of each other well. Then you have Gavrikov playing with. Boquist and you know Boquist is still working on the defensive part of his game which sounds crazy for a defenseman but he's a very offensive minded defenseman when it comes to the defense there are some cracks in the armor there and Gavrikov helps to make sure that the, he doesn't really become exposed because of how good he is defensively and then you've got Kukin and Bayreuther who've been very much holding their own right now together so as far as the chemistry I don't really have a problem with the chemistry right now they're they're going to get better as they get more games because many of them are, you know, Peak doesn't have a lot of NHL games. Uh, Boquist doesn't have a lot of NHL games. Bayreuther has been around, but he has more AHL games than he has NHL games. Uh, you know, Kukin still doesn't have very many NHL games. And even Gavrikov, if you want to get down to it, I mean, he's he's great and he's made the adjustment and all that stuff. But if you're talking number of games, they're very, uh, they're rather inexperienced on the back end here. I think they're getting better. I think... I think two years from now, you're going to look at the defense, and if it's this same core, which I expect it will be, you're going to go, man, did those guys really get better in the last two years? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, even when, you know, even when we had, you know, Jake Bean on there, he was, he was a, he was a laser beam every time he goes for the one time. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do you see Bean, you know, if you were to go with like Gabrikov or, Switching with Kukin, like how do you see those? How do you see him like kind of working his level, working like kind of the same thing with Andrew Peak? You know, how do you expect those two to like work work out? Well, as I said earlier, I mean Jake Beans had the opportunity to play high in the lineup, and then has you know this happens. I mean, especially with young guys, Uh, you slip and somebody else takes your spot, or you get injured and somebody else gets an opportunity, and and that's where Jake Bean is right now. He's on the shelf, injured, and other guys have stepped up, but. Again, to me, as I said earlier, it's Cook and Bayreuther and Bean. And when Jake gets back in, the question is really going to be, can he 
elevate in the lineup? Can he get back into the top four? Because to me right now, he's in, he's a five, six simply because the other guys in the top four are playing very well right now. So can he get back into uh, a top pair position? That's going to be a good question. And, and I think with Jake Bean too, it's going to be about, um, it's going to be about getting older and getting bigger physically. I mean, he's still a young man. He can still develop a lot. I think as he uh, develops physically and uh, just gets more experience, he's going to be better. It's a fact of life. But is you know, it's going to be those three guys. Is barring injury, injury changes everything. But barring injury, it's going to be Kukin, Bayreuther, and Bean as your rotation. Not saying that whoever gets in, whoever uh, the two of that group are that are playing are definitely going to play third pair, and they're not going to move up. I'm not saying that. Uh, they could bounce around there, but I'm saying that it's going to be, of those guys, it is going to be uh, two of the three when they're all healthy that are in the lineup at the same time. That's what I think. All right? So there you go. Again, you want to get on uh, the show. If you're on Twitter Spaces with me, all you have to do is uh, request to be a speaker, and I will uh, go ahead and put you on, and you can do that. Uh, Jordan was just talking about the standings, and as the standings go today, the wild card standings are what we're looking at. The Blue Jackets at 25-23-1 have 51 points. Yes, they are one point behind the Detroit Red Wings, but they are also, I said it was 11. It was last night. It's nine points right now behind the Boston Bruins, who hold the second wild card spot at this point in time. Uh, the Blue Jackets and the Bruins have both played the same number of games at 49. Washington has the top wild card spot. They've got 65 points, so that's 14 points although they've played three more games than the Blue Jackets. I've said this all the time. People love to talk about games in hand. Games in hand only mean something if you win them. So until you play them and you win them, you don't know what they really are anyway. So there you go. That's what uh, the standings are coming into action in the National Hockey League today. All right? Again, if you want to be on the show, you're on Twitter Spaces with me, just request to be a speaker. I got an email here uh, from Paul, so let's get Paul's question. Hey, Bob. Paul in Columbus. Hey, Great win by the Blue Jackets. Always nice to whoop up on Buffalo. And I'm very encouraged by the play that I'm seeing since the All-Star break. Now, I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because by next Monday, we could all be singing a very different tune with the games we have upcoming this week. So we'll see where it goes. Hopefully the boys can get a bunch of points and uh, keep the momentum going. But I wanted to get your thoughts on couple guys that are on i are injured right now that i'm hopefully going to be coming back soon so eric robertson alexander tessier not sure if you've heard anything on where they stand and when they might be back um but if they uh, are coming back anytime soon how do you think they're going to slide in and what do you think this team's going to look at you kind of thinking pretty encouraged seeing alexander tessier out there flying around with these boys the way they're playing right now, I mean, could be a lot of fun to see. So, anyways, just wondered if you uh, had any news on those guys and uh, any updates. As always, go Blue Jackets. Well, uh, no, I don't really have any updates on them. They were both going to be out for multiple weeks, and they're still within that multiple-week period. So, uh, not going to be back this week. You're right. You're right in what you said. This is a great Monday. There's no doubt about it. After uh, winning four or five on the road and then winning against Buffalo, you look at the schedule for the upcoming week, and uh, it is daunting. It is daunting. And it starts tomorrow night with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs being here. No question about that. 
And then you go on the road. You have to play at Florida. They've pounded you two times this year. It's the last kick at the can when it comes to playing the Florida Panthers, and it would sure be nice to beat them for a change. And then you uh, go to Carolina right after that. Not easy. Then you come home, and after a day without a game, you play against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So you're going to be playing against um, four of the top teams in the East over the course of the next four days. A lot is going to be... um, I was going to say a lot's going to be determined. Determined is not really the right word. But over the next four games, you're going to see uh, where you are. You're going to have a much better idea where you are, where you need to go, how you handle the big boys. No offense. The Buffalo Sabres are not the big boys. They're moving in the right direction. They're getting better. There's no question about that. But the Blue Jackets played them three times and scored 18 goals in the three games. Two times they scored seven goals in a game against Buffalo. And the other time was that road trip when they had to come from behind in the third period and win it in overtime. They got four in that one. All right, so the Buffalo I, the Buffalo Sabres are not really a measure of where you are. You should beat them. You should beat them. On that road trip, the teams that they should have beaten by record, they, should, they, they did beat. That's what I'm trying to say. They went in. Uh, you know, they started in Washington. That was a game that you want to look at that one on paper. The Washington Capitals should have won that game. And the Blue Jackets showed guts coming out of the break. And they grinded away. They gave away a lead late in the third period. They scored in the final minute. They won the game. That was a terrific quality win to start off the road trip. And then they went to Buffalo. Again, they, I was going to say they almost blew it. But, I mean, they were down by two in the third period. But they came back and they got the win. That's a game that you should win. They went to Montreal. Montreal had eight wins on the season. You should win that game. Took till the final minute, final seconds of the third period, but they did win that game. All right, so there. You played, uh, so far, you played three games on the trip. You won one that you shouldn't have won, and you won two that you should have won. Then you went into Calgary. You got pounded there. Look, you shouldn't have gotten pounded. It was a much closer game, or could have been a much closer game than 6-2. But on paper, that's one that you lose on paper, and they lost it on the ice, too. And then you go on to uh, Chicago. Their record is lower than the Blue Jackets. Uh, Their point total is lower than the Blue Jackets. You should win that one, and they did. And then you come home and you face Buffalo, and you should win again, and you did. Now, in these next four games, there might be a different argument about that. Maybe you look at that one and you say, I I don't know if you should win those games. But this is where you have to overcome. This is where, and this is where the momentum that you've built here Throughout the road trip and through the game last night, this is where it can help you because now where the Blue Jackets players are is they believe, just like in the beginning of the season when they believed, when everybody was saying they were going to be terrible and they just came out and played hockey and they started winning and winning and winning, they believed. And they're back in that mindset again. They went through a lull before the All-Star break. They come out of the All-Star break. You know, they get a couple of wins before the All-Star break. Don't forget, they won two of three before the break. And then they come out of the break ready to go and... They go on a great road trip. They they have belief right now. They have confidence right now. And confidence is such a big thing. Brad Larson said it yesterday. Funny how confidence works, isn't it? Funny how confidence works for Patrick Line when all of a sudden his shots start finding the back of the net. Funny how confidence works when guys drop out of the lineup with injury and the next guy that steps in is able just to do the job and help you to win, like J.F. Barube did last night in place of Verzlikens and Corpusalo. Funny how confidence works. And confidence is huge in sports. I think it's huge in this sport, especially, to be honest. 
Uh, let's go to Twitter here. At Bobby Mac Sports is where you can find me on Twitter. And the JT3 says, what would have happened if Boone's goal didn't cross the line? How could they take a goal away after play resumed? That is a great question. And that happened in last night's game. Boone Jenner scores. And they come back out. They drop the puck. And while play is going on, the horn blows. And the official scorer calls the referees over to the penalty box area to apparently review Boone Jenner's goal to see if it went in. Now, I didn't understand why it went in. It was plain as day that it went in. I don't know what the reasoning was. I don't know why they were even looking at it. And normally I could tell you what was going on because you would get an email from the league. We always get an email from the league after there's a review, and uh, it says exactly what happened in the review. Always do that. There was um, there was one time last year that we didn't get one. Here, I'll give you uh, here. Let me just give you an example of one of the emails we get. Okay, the Calapozo goal, which actually I didn't even know that he had scored the goal. So they looked at that one and they gave it to him, and as well they should have. But we get an email where it'll say um, the type of review that it was. In this case, was culmination of continuous play. It'll give you the result, which was a good goal, Buffalo. And then it gives an explanation. Video review determined Calipozo's original shot completely cost, or crossed the Columbus goal line as the culmination of a continuous play where the result was unaffected by the whistle. And then it gives the rule, and they explain to you exactly what happened. Now, there have only been two times that I haven't gotten one of these emails to explain what happened. And one time was last year, and you'll remember the game, was it against Carolina? I want to say it was against Carolina. When, um, remember, there was the the penalty that wasn't. Like, they called a penalty, and then during the intermission, they decided that there shouldn't have been. There, were, there was a goal. There was a penalty. And what they did was they just erased the rest of the power play. They came out and they played five-on-five five starting the next period, but they didn't take the goal off the board. They left the goal on the board, and they took away the rest of the penalty, which some had already expired. And it was uh, it was ridiculous. I didn't get an email on that one, and I didn't get an email to explain what they were looking at last night and why they were looking at it when Boone Jenner put the puck in the net. So once you start the next play, that's supposed to be over. They're, once the puck drops, that's it. Too bad, too late. And not only did they stop the game, but they stopped it like, a fair amount of time had gone on before they stopped it. So I have no idea what that was about. Uh, what would have happened? I would say that what would have happened if they would have determined that the puck didn't go in the net is that regardless of what's supposed to happen, my assumption is they would have reset the clock, they would have taken the goal away, and we would all be fit to be tied all night last night and today. That's what I think would have happened. That's how I would have felt about it. I have no idea why it took so long to stop the game. I don't know why they did stop the game. Once the puck was dropped, it should have been done. It's a goal. It was a goal anyway. It was obvious it was a goal. I, I didn't understand any aspect of that whatsoever. None. Back to Twitter. Jody has this question. She says, best road trip of the season so far. Do you think this will help carry the team forward? I think it can. I would say, I mean, yeah, you hope so. It carried them into last night. There's no doubt about that. I mean, last night they were still 
they were, uh, again, skating with the same confidence that they did on the road trip. They believe in themselves. They came out. They took care of business. Was that the prettiest of games last night? No, it was not. Not by a long shot. But they scored seven goals, and they win the game. So that comes from the road trip. Can it carry them? It can. Will it? I don't know how far it'll carry them because the big test is coming now. It's going to be a grind. The next four games are demanding. Two of them are in your building. Two of them are on the road. The two on the road are back-to-back. Demanding. No question about that. But you got to take that confidence from the road trip, take the confidence from last night's game, and continue to roll with it and take care of business. It's as simple as that. Let's go back to Twitter spaces where we've got, I love this. I love this handle. Man in the cannon is going to talk to us here. Hi, Bob. How you doing? Good. How are can you? you? hear me? I can. I just wanted to mention I, that's the whole thing with the, them stopping the game last night by blowing the horn. That's what makes me think that since it doesn't make any sense, I think they made some kind of a mistake, and now they're just saying, yeah, we were reviewing the goal. But in my thoughts, I think they were – I think somebody made some kind of an egregious error in stopping the game, and now they're just like, oh, yeah, we were looking at the goal, when in fact that's probably not what was happening. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, uh, oh, I didn't mean to lean on that horn button. Hey, can you guys throw on these headsets and pretend you're talking to somebody here for about 30 seconds or more and, uh, and then just announce that was good? That would be fine. Is that what you're insinuating? Yeah, because, I mean – yeah, something like that. Or maybe the intern, you know, messed up and hit the goal horn like they messed up. The intern messed up that uh, that call in Nationwide Arena last year. You know, who knows? I just think there was some kind of an interesting situation that, and now they're just trying to cover up and be like, oh, yeah, we were reviewing the goal. But to me, that just, it doesn't add up because the NHL knows very plainly that they can't overturn a goal once the puck is dropped. So it just made no no sense to me whatsoever. You think that's like the whistle rule where they could say, my least favorite rule in the game when they say there was an intent to blow the whistle even though the whistle wasn't blown, so no goal, you know? You know how they do that sometimes? Referee, the referee yeah. will be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I was on my way to blowing the whistle, but I didn't get it blown, so because of the intent, it's it's no goal. So do you think it uh, it was it was something like that, you know? It, it was, we had an intent, but we didn't. Yeah, you know. Are you a conspiracy theory guy? Not really. No. <laughs> only when it comes to the National Hockey League or what? Only, well, only with the National Hockey League and anything that happens against the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> Why? Because, okay, let me ask you this. We'll take conspiracy. I've just seen it happen too many times. That's what I was going to say. Let's let's not go conspiracy theory, but let's go. Are you one of those people that are just like every time they make a judgment, there's a good chance it's going to go against the Blue Jackets. Absolutely. You feel like that. All right. I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you're honest about it, and that's what counts, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks for being on today. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened on that. I have – I don't know. That, that, that would be funny, huh? Hey, what do you guys want? A referee comes over. Hey, what do you want? Leaned on the horn, didn't mean to. Uh, Toronto actually said to blow it, and then they said don't blow it, but I already blew it. So could you just talk to them for a couple of minutes here? or Not even a couple of minutes, just a few seconds. Here, I'm going to give you this iPad. Go ahead and take a look at it like there's something going on here, and then just go back out there and say the puck crossed the line, and, and this is a good goal. Can you can you help me out with that? Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Just give me the headset. Um, that's funny. That That's funny. So I don't know. Again, 
everything was fine. Everything went the way that it should have gone. So it's, uh, it's not a big deal, I guess. Toronto Maple Leafs come in tomorrow night to take on the Blue Jackets. And, um, you know, I was thinking about this earlier today. I, w- I was reading stuff about uh, Toronto and what's going on in Toronto. You know, they always have – I don't care how well they're playing in Toronto with the Maple Leafs. There's always some kind of an issue. There's always a huge problem. There's always, you know, the, the henny penny, the sky is falling with the Toronto Maple Leafs with every story of their media rights. You know, I, I don't know when the last time I read a story that was like, everything is great, this is awesome – and the reason is, we I think we all know what the reason is. Because you have a great regular season, they get in the playoffs, they get blown out. Or maybe not blown out, but they get edged out. Anyway, they don't win. So maybe that's why they are the way they are. But anyway, I was reading, uh, you know, they made a trade yesterday, which, oh, by the way, that is something that I wanted to, uh, something I wanted to check. I'm thinking and talking at the same time, which is always, always dangerous. Very dangerous. Anyway, so the Maple Leafs made a deal. They sent Nick Ritchie to the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And in that deal, they got back Ilya Labushkin, defenseman, right-handed shot defenseman. And they uh, also got former Blue Jacket Ryan Dezingle back in that deal. And, oh, where can I find this? Where can I find this? Um, Anyway, they immediately put Dezingle on waivers as soon as they got him. They they put him on waivers with the intent to send him to the American Hockey League, to the Toronto Marlies, um, because you know I'm, I'm sure it was all kind of the uh, the deal where they had a they had to take him where the money all worked out. I'm trying to see if and if you know this, just just tell me. Did he? You know, it's after. What time are the waivers now? Are they noon or are they two o'clock? Um, I want to see if he cleared waivers, and if he's going to the American Hockey League or if he is not. But anyway, so they get Ryan Dezingle, they get Ilya Labushkin, and the story I was reading today, you know, it was all about uh, can Labushkin help um, Jake Muzzin? They're all about uh, Jake Muzzin is, you know, his game's slowing down. He's being asked to play all these big minutes, and uh, you know he's now thirty-three. I think he is. And are they asking him to play too many minutes? And he's been on the ice for this many goals, and that you know. So again, it's always henny penny. The sky is falling when it comes to the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. But they're hoping that that trade that they made, they hope Labushkin can be a guy that can help them on the back end, uh, that can um, you know help to straighten them out a little bit. And um, you know, but they're they're obviously. Obviously, they're an excellent team. I mean, they come into uh, the game tomorrow with uh, a 32-13-3 record. That's good for 67 points. That does have them third in the Atlantic Division. That's because they happen to be in a division with Florida and Tampa, who are both ahead of them. Florida has 75 points. Tampa has 70. So um, this will be, you know, I was talking earlier about the Blue Jackets and there are games that you should win. And with, like, the Buffalo game last night, you should win. The Toronto Maple Leafs are coming in here tomorrow saying this is a game we should win. We're going on the road, but we should win this game against this Blue Jackets team that is resetting and um, doesn't have the same experience that we do. So uh, for the Blue Jackets, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, they have got to they've they've got to slow down the Toronto Marlies. And I've talked with this uh, about this with uh, Brad Larson, the Blue Jackets head coach. I also talked with Sean Corrali about it the other night in Chicago. And that is about getting physical on the forecheck 
with the defenseman of the other team. And as Sean Corrales put it, you know, it's just a bump. You only have to get up and bump a guy sometimes because if you have a good, swift skating defenseman, and instead of taking two strides to get the play going, if you come up there and you bump him and he has to take four strides to get it going, that changes the complexion of the breakout of their own zone and it changes the entire play. So that's what they've got to do. They have had problems with teams that love to score off the rush. The Toronto Maple Leafs are a very fast team. They love to come barreling out of their own zone. The Blue Jackets have to slow them down. You have to be, I I think, against the teams they're going to play here in the next four games. I think that goes beyond being defensively responsible. You have to be not quite perfect, but as close to perfect as you can be because of the forwards that you're going to face on these teams. I mean, you know, Toronto... Uh, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, just that's tip of the iceberg there. Then you're going to go to Florida, and they have decimated the Blue Jackets offensively the first two games between the two. Uh, Then you're going to go to Carolina, where they have the ability to do the same thing, although the Blue Jackets caught them in their own game the last time they were in Carolina and, and beat them and beat them badly, shut them out, as a matter of fact. And then you've got Pittsburgh coming in here on Sunday. Same thing with the Penguins. I mean, the Penguins are second in the Metropolitan Division because they lost to Carolina yesterday. Um, So all of these teams are going to be similar. They are high-octane offense teams. The Blue Jackets have got to be sound defensively. We were talking about the defense core earlier in the show. We're talking about the six guys that have been playing defense. They are all going to be put to the test in a big way over the course of the next four games. There's no doubt about that. So you take that confidence I was talking about, and maybe that confidence transfers a little bit because I don't know. Now, I'm going to go a step further. I do know. Don't expect to score six, seven goals against any of these teams. I don't care what they did against Carolina earlier in the year. Don't expect to do it, okay? Uh, if it happens, that's great. But I would I would expect to play. I would want to play. Uh, I, would like, I would want to play low-scoring games where I'm going to concentrate uh, defensively and forcing shots to come from the outside, making sure that everybody's got their man, that you don't blow any assignments. Even last night, the first goal Buffalo got. You know, Mark Pesic, he gets to go free from the blue line, streaks right to the net, and they throw him a pass that he tucks behind Barube. You know, those kind of breakdowns, you do it against the Buffalo Sabres, you're probably going to score that goal back, quite frankly. You do it against the Toronto Maple Leafs, Florida Panthers, Carolina Hurricanes, Pittsburgh Penguins, you may not get that goal back. Okay, so you've got to be tight, sound defensively. You've got to be, if you're not going to bring your A game for the rest of this week, it's, you might get a D effort. Okay, you understand what I mean? So this is, uh, it's been fun what's been going on here, and I hope it continues, but this is what you're looking for. I'm excited about these next four games, quite honestly. I really am, because I want to see how they react. I want to see how they play. I want to see how they raise themselves to the challenge of what they're going to face here. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. And just because these teams on paper should beat the Blue Jackets doesn't mean that they're going to beat the Blue Jackets with the way this team is playing right now. So it's going to be really, really fun to watch, and it all starts tomorrow night at 7 o'clock at Nationwide Arena. Of course, the uh, gates will open at 6, and our pregame coverage will begin at 6.30 on the Blue Jackets radio network, and you can also catch pregame coverage at 6.30 on Bally Sports Ohio tomorrow night when the Maple Leafs 
are in town. So thanks for all of your tweets, your emails. Thanks for participating on Twitter Spaces today. Love doing this uh, Monday Mailbag live. Next week, I've got to be more clean. i got to clean it up. I didn't have my A game today. I had my B-minus game. A game next week when we do it. But thanks for being a part of it. And thanks for listening to CBJ and 30 presented by Tell Ohio Credit Union. Until next time, I'm Bob McElligot saying so long.